You know, I want connection or I want to be going out or I want to have something fun tonight, but like that's not available for whatever reason. And sometimes it helps if I can stop and be like, what is this time good for? Okay, this isn't the moment I was looking for, but what what is the opportunity here? We're not for everyone. I'm Jess. I'm your lover. And I'm here with Caroline, the hater. What's up, baby king? Hi, little cheeks. Little fucking cheeks. (laughs) Tell me what's (laughs) on your mind immediately. Immediately. I have a question for you. Um, This is something listeners write in a lot about. And I think it's a good question, which is the topic of what do you do when you're home alone and craving company but maybe nobody's available like maybe a friend's not available on the phone someone can't hang out and you kind of need that connection but sometimes it's just not freaking available in 2023 do you have staple go-tos of what you do the first step is panic the first step is always panic (laughs) it's like how dare no one be here for me in this time of need i'm always there i always pick up the phone for everyone um once i go through that little process in my head i usually what do i do so i've literally tried everyone is what you're saying and no one's yes connection human connection is not an object you can't imagine (laughs) no that's i of course can imagine it's just very upsetting to think about i think that i go to like my comfort shows next you know like Mm. a podcast or a tv show maybe that i've even watched before or if it's a podcast like a favorite one where it feels like i have parasocial relationships with those people and i just turn that on whether i'm focused on it or it's in the background of something else it makes me feel less lonely but i don't know if i have a good solution this paralyzes me every Monday. I feel like on Mondays, this is how I feel. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, nobody's around on Monday. Nobody wants to talk on Mondays, but I need someone to talk to. Really? (laughs) Something like that. That kind of aligns with my schedule. I try to preserve Mondays as like a no, as best I can as a no social events, no events on the social cal day, Mm because it's like weekend was whatever it was i'm trying to you know get on top of laundry again i end up doing that on monday um get on top of work like have some uninterrupted time make sure i get to the gym whatever um so i feel like but on a day when i am craving connection i almost never think to call somebody that is i i i maybe everyone's available and i never think Mm. to do it Mm-hmm. But I am trying to get better at that. But podcast definitely helps. Um, sometimes this is fucking crazy, but sometimes I'll put on our podcast because then I get to hear your voice. Because I get to hear your voice. I was just going to say you texted me like a week or two ago saying like you were needing connection. You literally said this. Yeah. You were needing connection I, and you oh, turned on true. an old episode of ours. Which tickled okay. me to no end. I was, but I also texted you right back, and I was like, "We can like text right now if you want. Like, we can talk." <laughs> yeah, at no point did it occur to me to actually call someone. I yeah, I was I was actively having a panic attack, <laughs> and um, sure, and it was one though where it was like I was I was cusping, I was cusping on a panic attack, and they were they've been, <laughs> which is a new experience for me just panic attacks in general and um and so I could feel it starting and it's happened enough now that I could like okay heart rate's up breathing's kooky um sweat's happening you know circular thinking is going I know what this is going to be now and it does help to identify like okay I know what this is but it doesn't necessarily stop it doesn't stop all the physicality of it and in that moment I put on, it was your solo podcast had come out. That's why it was good. I don't want to, I don't want to hear my fucking voice, but I got (laughs) to listen to Jess talking and I started organizing and that has been something that is really, that sits really well with me when I'm anxious or depressed or it's like, I need something. I need to dig into something, whether it's digging into talking to someone or connecting, like doing something physical, I can get really, really 
focused and immersed in a task. Like, I think I just organized this junk dresser. I have three drawers of junk and my camera stuff and podcast stuff and whatever. And I spent hours organizing it. And by the end of it, um, you know, it was like a, it was a functional state of a panic attack. It it kind of it kept it from getting worse. It kept it from totally snowballing as listening to your voice. And I had something physical to occupy myself with and something to focus on. And and that felt like a great solution, actually. Yeah, I very much relate. I'm like still so my heart is beating faster that my voice was involved in any way in helping you through that. But um, yeah, the the organizing really resonates too. like I used to when I was in middle school and high school, if I had a big test the next day that I was like anxious about and maybe I was procrastinating, but I was also definitely there was like not necessarily panic attack happening, but definitely anxiety happening leading up to it. Um, I would late at night literally move my furniture around my bedroom i would decide to like redesign the room and move where my bed was move where my dresser was like just totally move everything and my family's like fast asleep it's like 11 12 p 11 p.m 12 a.m um and i'm just they just hear like <laughs> like i'm moving the bed <laughs> i hope that furniture moving or that just is crying and moaning late at night yeah true it it, it masked the cries and instead yeah. it was just like oh she's doing that thing again that is a good one because it feels like you're getting something done it feels like you're exactly. creating a new life for yourself because yes. look where the look where that chair is right now yeah. things are different i would literally like draw a layout of the room and like draw what I wanted to do instead. I was very architectural about it. Um, Probably (laughs) like early teens, like 13, 14 is when I did this a lot. Yeah, you were enlightened. Yeah, thank you. But I, I relate. And I think even like a few weeks ago, I was having one of these anxious Sunday Mondays. Those are my most anxious days of the week. Like, okay, the the socializing is dying down. I'm just alone with my thoughts. Um, People are less available to chat because they're trying to unplug because it's the end of the weekend or the beginning of the new week, whatever. And I did something really similar. Like I put on a podcast on YouTube and I got went through my closet, like got rid of stuff I wanted to donate, you know, just did that type of task that had been a purge, purge something I wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. Getting rid of stuff feels so good. It does. Um, I totally hear I like you. That, I like that um, something I want to do in the first place, something I think about a lot, or when when I can get myself there in a time where it's like, I want X, Y, Z in this moment, but A, B, C are only the things available. You know, I want connection or I want to be going out or I want to have something fun tonight, but like that's not available for whatever reason. And Sometimes it helps if I can stop and be like, what is this time good for? Okay, this isn't the moment I was looking for, but what what is the opportunity here? And maybe it's not as dazzling, but it's like, okay, I I can finally clean out this thing or organize that thing or work, you know, get ahead on some small task or project or sit with a book and pretend, you know, learn to read for once or something <laughs> like what is this time good for, even if it's not the time I would choose. I think sometimes it it helps me feel a little less disappointed in that moment and helps yeah. the time pass a bit. I do love rearranging furniture. One time I was I was um tripping on mushrooms <laughs> with two of my friends. We were hanging out in my apartment. And the entire time, I don't know why, it was just like a drug fixation, like a trip fixation where I couldn't get over the layout of the living room. And every like three to four minutes, there'd be a pause and I'd be like, are you guys feeling weird because of where that stool is? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> no one's thinking about that stool. And then, but I would like, it would be the thing where like I couldn't, I couldn't think about anything else. So I'd have to get up and I'm like, I'm just going to move the stool. And then I'd sit back down and sh- and then there'd be like another pause. I'd be like, you guys are sensing, well. <laughs> you guys are feeling the energy of that blanket folded wrong, right? And they'd be like, no, but you can move it if you need to move it. Yeah, that's I, I I very much relate to that. I think the other thing that helps is like repeatable movements or repeatable things. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of an example for myself because right the thing that came to mind that 
I haven't done in a long time, but other people have done is knitting. Or one of my friends, do you remember doing GIMP when we were growing up? Oh my up? fucking God. Oh my fucking God. I wasn't that into it, but I did do it. And I remember sitting in like the carpool line at elementary mm-hmm. school pickup and doing GIMP. Did other people do this or was this a w- yeah. another weird thing we did at our school? It, it Other people did it. And I know that because okay. I have friends now who are my age and have like revisited doing GIMP, like doing, making these little keychains out of GIMP, which if you you don't know what that is. is? Yeah. Not a GIMP suit, not a GIMP suit, right? Is a GIMP suit even a thing? I thought a GIMP suit was like a a head to toe latex bodysuit with sex holes. Okay. I trust. I believe. Am I crazy? (laughs) GIMP suit. I mean, I know I can picture what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google okay. it. Okay. suit. Okay, so not that, at least in elementary school. It's not, not that. that, but it's kind of that because <laughs> GIMP is this like plasticky rope that we would like braid and knot in certain ways just repetitively to create whatever, like a, you can braid it and knot it in different ways to create a shape with it. Some people got really fancy with it and would create like something that looked like an animal I didn't know how to do those ones. I just knew how to do it kind of like straight and long and I would turn it into a keychain. <laughs> Why is straight and long such a funny tagline for you? Yes. Straight and long. Straight and long. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but like to make a keychain or I feel like you could kind of do a friendship like bracelet. A bracelet. It's, it's, yeah, it's in the realm of friendship bracelet shit. But it was rubber. It was <laughs> rubber. You can look it up and and there will be like 90s nostalgia stuff um right there waiting for you the reason i think it's similar to a gimp suit is because when you knotted it up and created your keychain out of it there were these little holes and it's like quite satisfying anyway i have a friend who has returned to doing gimp and i saw them doing it the other day and i was like i want to do that that seems like a good like meditative meditative process just like repeatable doing something with your hands it's almost like fidget fidget games and fidget toys and stuff like just having something to keep your hands busy yes i really think it is something to fully absorb your attention both physically mentally it does so much for you i don't know if i necessarily have something like like that right now but um that makes me want to do a little gimping i think i think organizing is a good easy one where you don't i think that's kind of my equivalent like i know what i have to do next i all the stuff is here i don't have to think too hard you can do a little bit of like subconscious processing while your body is physically engaged. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of healing that happens, I think, when you're gimping or knitting or whatever. Folding Almost laundry. Similar, I, yeah, folding laundry. That's cute. That's nice. Yeah, I like, it. I like that. Um, I'm interested in the fact that panic attacks are like newer for you. Um, hmm. I don't know, not we don't need to get into the reasons why necessarily, but how did you realize that what was happening was like different from other ways that you've maybe reacted in stressful or anxious situations before? Like, how did you determine, oh, this is different and this might be a panic attack compared to what else you've been through? I actually didn't realize it for a long time. It's happened to me. It's it's not something that I'd recognize that was like a big part of my life. Um, I felt more, much more like a depressive (laughs) and panic wasn't as much a thing. Um, I definitely started having panic panic attacks in my last long-term relationship when my ex would, he would just break up with me all the time. Mm -hmm. And it was very much, it was very much related to like abandonment. Um, that's when I started meditating. Meditating was like the only thing that could like, I think, keep me going. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty, but even then I didn't recognize what it was. And then it happened a few times in coding school. I, I would end up like prostrated in like a public bathroom floor. Just, I was like, so sure I wasn't going to get through coding school. And I had just quit my passion career, which was also my identity, which was also my sense of self-worth, which was I gave up everything. Um, I gave up 
social life. I gave up money. I gave up time with my family. I gave up time off to work five jobs and try to be an actor and pursue this thing. And then I gave up all of that. And I was like, I'm just going to have a fucking job and went to coding school, not because I thought it was a passion, but because I was like, it's something I can tolerate. I don't think I'm going to end my life. I'll tolerate it and I'll clock out and then I'll have evenings and I'll have weekends. And that's my life now. And um, that's actually a really, really legitimate. I'm really glad I did it. I eventually (laughs) couldn't keep that up. I eventually needed to do something I cared about again. But when I made all those sacrifices and then when I was in coding school and then got like near to graduation and was struggling, um, people were dropping out left and right. I was struggling Mm. to like understand some concepts and I was like, okay, now, now I don't know why I quit everything. Now I don't fucking know. This was the backup already. Like if this doesn't work now, I'm panicking. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I ended up getting through it. And then I hadn't really had these incidents until recently, and I was trying to figure out what was causing it. Honestly, it I think it came related to abandonment. It's like for the first time in my life, I've had things worth losing. Mm-hmm. Um, a romantic relationship worth losing. Or wait, no, that's not the phrase. It would be worth painful to lose. Worrying about losing. <laughs> worrying yeah. about I losing. understand what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> worth losing. Better lose Justin. That. Justin, better you go, you know, clarify. Um, re-listen. Um, and also, but it, it I think it started with that. It started with really caring about somebody again. And then this crazy fear that they they might not be around. And yeah. um, but then it it spread to worrying about my siblings leaving me, which is not a reflection on anything they did. It's just like the the fear just has to attach somewhere. And then it and then it was attaching to my friend circle. And and it, I actually realized that I haven't really had a friend circle, uh, like a consistent group of friends in many, many years. I was mm. very, very lonely and isolated through the years that I was living in New York. Then I moved home to D.C. to go to coding school, and I was just – I wasn't making friends. I was just living with my parents for a year. Then moved to Ohio, started a whole new life, knew nobody, was in a relationship that was extremely controlling, extremely isolating. I couldn't really have friends um, for several years. Then moved to D.C. and, like, started all over again, and it takes a few years to make real connections when you move somewhere new. So I don't know. That's like five, six more years since I've had like a substantive friend group and I and I have it now and as soon as I had it it's like very new that it feels real and it feels deep and as soon as I had that it was just total panic like mm. I'm I'm gonna do something to lose all of them um if I put my attention anywhere else for a moment I'm gonna get punished this I don't know yeah. A lot of fear about, I don't know. Um, so I feel like it's like getting used to having a couple really good connections now. And it, it's just total fucking panic. Yeah. So funny how something that you wanted that everybody wants really, um, connection and love and um, partnership and companionship is also the thing that like it's easier sometimes not to have those things that you want because yeah there's nothing to lose and like you're you can just get comfortable with like okay well it's just me and like at least I can control that and at least I I can't leave myself yes I feel very very comfortable living alone and I wasn't unhappy living as a solitary person I I hated it when I was younger, and then I feel like I did so much time alone that I'm like, that's where I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable relying on me. I'm comfortable not talking to anyone for extended periods of time. Like, that's very comfortable, and it's in my control. And it's it's very scary to have the capacity actually to, like, let people down now, it, I think is what it is. I guess it's also, like... That's something that you can work through and is pushing you to grow, you know, like these panic attacks and the 
struggle you're having with this new phase where you kind of have a lot of the things that you've been wanting. Um, I don't know. There's a way to reframe it and shift it as like, this is pushing me to grow because I do have things that I know I want and I know I can hold on to. And like, I know I'm worthy of, or maybe you have to remind yourself of that, but like Mm -hmm. deep down you can get there and it's a good place to get. This is just an aside, but it's related I did notice recently, so like about a year ago when we started the podcast, I remember something that we talked about a lot was that you didn't have a friend group yet in D.C. And like you had individual friends, maybe, but you didn't have like a group. And that's something that you kind of craved and you didn't know how to form it. And now it's like lovely to hear you talking about the fact that you do have that. But I also observed that on my own a couple weeks ago you posted on instagram or abby posted on instagram or something on stories like a group photo of like four or five girls and i've met some of them through you at dinner or drinks or something and i just looked at it and i was like caroline has a group now like it made me really happy that um just like from an outsider's perspective we don't live in the same place and um we've talked about those things like i can now very much see the evolution over that time that's so, so sweet. You should be proud of that. Like, that's a that's big deal. That's so nice. Yeah. That's so nice that you even could see that change. Let me tell you what, because I want to share the fruits of my learnings with people. Um, I've, I actually do feel really proud of that. Like, I have a very a lovely friend group in D.C. now, and all of these girls, like, uh, only knew me. I was the only person who know, knew each of them. There were all these individual relationships, and love them so much and I also was missing having this group dynamic and I also sometimes felt like I don't have time nobody does to do like five individual dates every single week it's like either I'm not going to be able to see people that much if we're not if we don't all like get to hang out together sometimes or I'm going to be you know dead tired all the time anyway I don't I'm never the person who brings people together. I don't like organizing events. It stresses me out. I'm not a good host. I am fucking weird. And, but it became clear that like, if I wanted to have a group, it was fucking on me to own it or to do it. Or I don't know, it just felt like one of those moments where it's like, why are you waiting for somebody else to do this? Who cares if you're weird? You're weird. And Mm -hmm. it's, it took it's like still congealing kind of that's a weird word to use but it's still congealing solidifying it's setting in the it's in the fridge for a few hours yeah the the pie that's totally (laughs) this fucking friendship pie is still setting um but if that's something that anyone's working on or like any dynamic of bringing disparate worlds together I want to say my reflections are that like it takes a long time for it to stop being uncomfortable for people like it's you're facilitating a bunch of dates for everyone you're helping Mm -hmm. everyone date each other even if it's platonic and I felt like it took a lot of people meeting each other a little bit at a brunch a little bit at a party a little bit at a dinner a little bit on a walk and it took a lot of reps for it to actually feel like anything was happening at all um And now it's kind of building on each other more. I think some of my friends are like they have their own side friendships and they're getting to know why they, you know, we all are here together. Um, And I don't know. It's just like it's been interesting to see. It kind of feels like other things you do for your long term health that you don't get immediate rewards for. And then all of a sudden it doesn't feel like I have to push it. I have to own it. Um. I don't know. It's been nice to reflect on and be like, it is possible. I don't think of myself as someone who's good at it. I don't think of myself as someone who wants to do it. I and it and it also had this feeling of like it being impossible. Nothing was happening. Nothing is building. And then slowly it is. So if that's something you're like, well, I can't do that. Yes, you fucking can. Yeah. And you'll be and you'll be happy that you did. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I've always been somebody that really enjoys bringing all my people together and yes it's funny because people who don't like that look at it and think it's crazy they're like you're having a birthday party with 30 people and it's like people from school and people from 
work and people from this and people from that. And I'm like, hell yeah, like just show up and have a good time. Like, yeah, I, I think what's enabled me to do that is that for whatever reason, it's a little bit easier for me. It's actually gotten harder in recent years, but like in my 20s, it was really easy for me to just like bring people together and not worry about if they were having a good time or not. I think yeah. what makes it hard is if you're going to be like analyzing everything and worrying, are they enjoying it? Are they getting along? Do they have enough to talk about? Do I need to like intercept and throw them a little conversation topic to help move this along more? Like, how can I get them to connect? Um, that is something that like, there's a role for it. Like sometimes it is helpful to do those little things, but there's also something to just like throwing things together and seeing what happens and like letting go of the outcome um, that has like worked for adults, me in the past. Right. I think that's something I totally worry about that. That And I think that's what people tell me. They're like, these are adults. They're responsible for their own happiness. You gave them the opportunity to come to an event. Yeah. They're responsible for fucking entertaining themselves to some degree. Um, and I get it. I intellectually, I'm like, I know you're correct. I know you're yeah. correct. It's just hard. Like, I don't know. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Uh, what do you do when it's weird? What do you do when it's weird? Literally, literally just one time I tried to host, I tried to host a New Year's party like two years ago. I tried to host a New Year's party and it was so weird. Somehow it was like we all ended up just like sitting in this large circle. It was so weird. And <laughs> and I didn't even own a speaker for music. And oh. first of all, I, I learned all these technical features that are like really important to it not being weird, such as like... Like, there should be some hum of noise to fill the background. Sure. And I didn't have a speaker, and it was so uncomfortable that I kept being like, guys, don't worry. My friend is bringing a speaker. My friend's bringing a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> like, the speaker's on the way. And then eventually, one of my friends was like, you could just start playing music from your phone. Like, that's how bad it was. They were like, please, like, let the dishwasher beep. Like, can the microwave go off? Please let some noise play, even if it's from your fucking phone audio. And I was yeah. like, Oh, that's true. That's true. So that's the amount of weird. That's the amount of weird I can hit. What do you do if it's weird? What do you do if it's weird? It depends on the people. It depends. There's so many factors. It depends on your relationship with the individuals who are there and Which how strong weird. those connections are. <laughs> yeah. Um, it depends on whether those people are people who are comfortable in a new environment and can just like kind of yeah. flow and be themselves right away or if it takes them time. So... I think it depends. Like there's still diff different connections work differently. Like some people in my friend group, I'm able to bring anywhere and not worry about them. Other people I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to, I not, not in a bad way. I just know that this person, someone who takes a little longer to open up, I probably am going to like stay closer to them at this event that they've never met people at before. It's, it's nice. something I know people think about that when them. they're dating. Um, I always I invite people. <laughs> I invite people I, everywhere. Sometimes I'm like, I'm that person. I wouldn't invite me places. Well, I, I guess that's where I'm pretty good at. Like, if they don't want to come, they can say no. You know? True. Okay. Um, and I do. Okay. okay and okay. I do try to make people very comfortable to decline plans with me too. Like, I'm like, hey, I'm going to this thing. Do you want to come? <laughs> There's this meme online that makes fun of the phrase no worries if not and it's like actually i'm so worried like <laughs> only anxious people say no worries if not but i genuinely oh, mean it when i say no worries if worrying. not no exclusive <laughs> worry exclusively i'm worrying uh. i i genuinely am like well, truly you don't have to do this it's just i'm doing it and it seems fun do you want yeah. to or not I don't even care if you show up. Delete my fucking number. Like, I don't care if we ever talk again. That's is that how chill? I feel. That is Isn't a little bit chill? how I feel. Because I'm like, really? if you are going to show up and not be open to it and not have a good time, then like, don't come. Like, but no, yeah. be able to predict that about yourself a little bit. And so I don't know. It's nothing I'm saying is like the the golden bullet that just like makes this easy. There are so many factors, but I think letting go of like other people's just letting go of like are they gonna be okay because that's on them and it's really hard to do that but I think it makes it leaves space for this stuff to happen more organically because like you're saying now it's at the point in your friend group where like 
two of them are texting and you're not even in the text thread anymore. And that's like exactly where you want it to be. Like you guys be friends too. have your own connections. I don't need to be holding everyone's hand through this. And then it'll be more fun when we all get together because we all have our individual closeness. Um, So if you want to get to the place where like they can handle it on their own, then almost like start by letting them handle it on their own bring them together yeah. and be like okay Ugh. the point is for you to handle it on your own that's what i want to see here yeah shape up yeah like get it together girls out. talk to each other <laughs> are there things do you have other like hosting hostess tips that you're like i gotta do this or i i like to communicate this or like never wear this kind of shoe or like i don't know like, what do you do what do you do to make it work yeah what do anything, I do? anything you love to do because you, this um, is definitely a talent of yours. I am thinking about this because I'm planning a little holiday party at my place, like in December before Christmas. And I'm inviting like kind of my usual suspects, but then also going a little bit broader, like some of Ryan's friends are going to come and his brother. And um, I'm really excited about that. I'm like thrilled that that they're going to like loop into it, too. But I am thinking you know, the overthinking does take over a little bit when you're like, oh, now my boyfriend's group is going to mix with my group. And then what's that going to work? How's that going to work? So, I mean, I do think part of it is just like, I know that my friends are cool and can talk to people and are fun. So I'm not super worried, but I want to create an environment where that feels good. So I don't know, music, like you said, key, curate a playlist. I love making different playlists for different parties even though they all they usually have like pretty much the same songs on them, but just titling them for that party. <laughs> is there like a go to? OK, is there a go to radio that you'll put on like a Spotify radio that you're like, I, if I don't have time to curate a playlist because that's not me, that's not my life. Will you just be like, I can put on this radio and it'll be OK, because I always put on something yeah. weird. One time, one time I was in a car. Okay. One time I was in a car with Justin and I just met two of his best friends and we were doing a long like four hour car drive. And they were like, what do you guys want to listen to? And I don't know anything about music. So I don't know why I answered the question because I hate that question. And I was just like, I I was trying to fill the air. I was just like, what about Cautious Clay, who I love? I love Cautious Clay too. And they and they put it on and the first song that played was Wildfire, which is like a deeply romantic, (laughs) (laughs) deeply romantic, sensual song that we all just sat in silence and listened to in the car. And eventually I was laughing so hard. They were like, are you well? And I was like, this is so romantic. <laughs> you have to just call it out when shit like that happens. There's nothing else to do. I let it play for like a full like minute and a half. and just giggled <laughs> myself. Eventually someone changed the radio. So even that I can't do. Give me a radio. Okay. Chingy radio. Immediately vibes. Chingy? The fuck is that? What's chingy? <laughs> chingy. Chingy is like a hip hop artist from when we were in high school. That was mostly a joke, but you didn't get who Chingy was, so the joke didn't work. Oh, Chingy, um, it's not okay. So I shouldn't play that because I will play whatever you no, tell me to play right now. Honestly, I will play my next party. It, it will be a freaking vibe. He's the one that's like, I like the way you hit it right there, right there. Yeah, Do you remember I'll that song? Absolutely play that. That's better than everything else I was gonna play. Okay, right there, right there, right there, right there. Chingy. Or like, we be chilling at the Holiday Inn. That's Chingy. Okay. Okay. Chingy anyway. Radio. Cool. Okay. Amazing. If you're going for like a, a little bit of a like thoughtin' and boppin' like we're we out here type of party, <laughs> then I would say Chingy Radio is it. Okay. 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 <laughs> if you're this going for something a little more like smooth vibes, like house, like maybe it's yes. more of a potluck, like adult, adult yes. but still sensual. Um, you could do like Lauren Hill Radio or. Oh, shitty. Okay. Like I've talked about Anderson Pock before. I, do like I that. love doing Anderson Pock radio. It's kind of okay. like funky soul. Wait, hip-hop. I'm literally writing these down. Radios. This is like have... I love. You know, I love um, selecting the music that we put on our Instagram stories when we yeah. like put the episode description every week. You're so good at it. I love thinking about this stuff. There's so many ways you can go. I would say never commit. You know what you did in that car is you said cautious clay, and then they played <laughs> cautious clay. And you never want to commit to one artist. You always want to click radio. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, because, yeah, you don't want to go too deep. You want to go broad. You hear all of their collabs and you're like, why? 
Right. It's like it never plays the right song first when you Wait, what just was go the to other the guy? artist. What was the other? I'm literally um, writing Anderson this down. Pock. Anderson, Anderson Pock. Okay. This is on a on a note said radios to have friendship too. Anderson Pock. <laughs> Lauren that. Hill. I think the listeners are taking notes with me right now. Lauren I feel Hill like was people need a really this. good suggestion. Who else? <laughs> Who I love else? you complimenting your suggestions. <laughs> it was like the best suggestion. The suggestion. <laughs> yeah, okay, going that's for like good. some 90s, 90s, 2000s, um, like R&B, I think is generally a crowd pleaser. And on an R&B radio, they're okay. going to throw in some more up-tempo songs. They're going to throw in some more soulful songs and you're kind of going to get a good mix so yeah that's my suggestion there that's nice um the drinks should be plentiful you never want to be running out of anything whether it's food or drinks like depending on what your party is so like definitely over buy or ask people to bring sometimes people like to participate and feel a little anxious if they're not like contributing to your party so if you give them something to bring that makes people show up and feel a little more relaxed because they're like, okay, I helped. Now I can like be fun. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, um, it does. So yeah, you can even ask someone else to create the playlist and then ask somebody to That's true. bring the wine and then ask somebody to bring a game. And like, then you've cobbled together a party and everyone feels like they built it together. So they're more invested in it being oh, fun. Okay. Delegate to avoid full blame. Yeah, for yeah that, that's another way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is actually, I love these tips. Okay. Yeah, I love hosting. Um, and sometimes it's still awkward. I, I've hosted things that have not, you know, there's a ranking to the things I've hosted. Like, they, they aren't all going to be winners. A couple questions, series of questions. No. Can only be one. You have to. Okay. First question. Did you, and I'm sure I already know the answer, um, did you practice your autograph growing up and how much? And when did you land on like the one? Do you remember? <laughs> I, I'm sure I practiced my autograph since I was like dreaming of being an actress. I, I'm sure I did. But I don't really remember that. I remember more practicing my, is this, wait, is this signature different from signature an autograph? Signature and autograph, I would say okay, yeah. are the same and it's not cute i have like there's a way i sign my freaking checks and it's barely anything it's not cute it's not anything but i do feel like i thought about it (laughs) exactly and i feel like when i thought about it i wasn't thinking oh this will be my signature that i use for checks and stuff i was definitely thinking this will be my autograph for when i'm yeah. signing my yeah my like pop album <laughs> what's that lyric kiss 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 both boobies before i sign them is that a lyric i like that's that. a lyric in a song i've been loving right now is it by it's like you said a beautiful <laughs> no it kind of sounds like it is um it's in a it's in a baby rexa song hold on it's okay. so funny kiss both boobs right before i sign them as said by Whoever sang on The Way I Are with Baby Rexa. Oh, okay. Kiss both boobies before I sign them. Yeah, that's what I was practicing for. Put it on the merch. We can't take that, but I hope it's on her merch. <laughs> um, okay, the next, the, the related question to the autograph thing is, did you ever walk around like a Lomans with your mom <laughs> and just start singing or dancing or being cute or whatever it was in case a talent scout was there (laughs) no no wait lomans is like a discount in case anyone doesn't know like lomans like tj maxx yes tj maxx the norton business yeah um in case in case a talent scout was like hiding under the cash register at lomans or or like in between the racks of clothes there was a good two years when if I was at the mall at Limited 2, if I was at Lomans <laughs> with my mom, she's buying bras. The Wherever mall, we are. Lomans is such a different experience. <laughs> Lomans, you're in a basement. Okay? Yeah. You're in an unventilated basement. You Limited don't know. Two, Scouts are looking for a discount too, okay? 
That's true. I was singing and dancing. I was performing just (laughs) in case I was about to get discovered. Because when we were growing up, I feel like in the 90s, you would hear about people became famous differently. It wasn't like everybody is a TikToker and then they get fame. It was there's this like cute little girl and she's at the mall with her mom. And then a scout comes up to them and asks if she wants to be in the Mickey Mouse Club, and next thing you know, she's Britney Spears. Like, that's how it started back then. So yeah. I just acted like it might be my moment, like, pretty yeah. much at all times from like seven to nine years that old. That is how it happened. It wasn't <laughs> actually, it's hilarious, but it wasn't delusional. You were a strategist. Thank you. I was just thinking ahead. Yeah, you were thinking ahead. You, I guess you, you just weren't in the right stores. I, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I mostly just wanted to shout out Lomans. A lot of memories there. <laughs> Did you ever meet anybody? No, absolutely not. And my mom would be like, you're being too loud. Like, stop. Like, you're ruining the Lomans shopping experience for everyone else. But I just walked around thinking that that would happen. I practiced my autograph. I would um, practice my, like, acceptance speech. Totally. For an award in the shower with like the shampoo totally. bottle, you know, yeah, that's important. But everybody, but you never know when you're going to win an Oscar. So that's not crazy. <laughs> that's not know. to me. That's not crazy. You don't ever know. No one ever knows. No one gets a heads up. Yeah. One day you're in a Lomans and the next day <laughs> you're winning an Oscar for your performance under the sale bras. Yeah. Yeah. OK, I just want to make sure that that was like a shared experience kind of it is kind of it is shared i did it is a shared experience and i wonder if kids still do it like maybe i think they're on tiktok i think you're right i think they're on fucking tiktok which also makes me think how much lamer it is to be a talent scout these days like you don't have to go anywhere (laughs) you just have to like be on your phone i guess yeah does that job even exist it's a totally different job now yeah they're probably like they have to run the gmail at their agency but then they also like look on tiktok and you can just like pick someone and you're like you're famous now yeah wow they have so much power i still feel beholden to them i hope they notice me (laughs) to the talent managers yeah i mean not in a not in a mall anymore but like on the internet are you still want to get noticed baby girl (laughs) you're still singing in malls a lot just (laughs) you know i love going to the mall actually um there was a weekend like two months ago, right before I went to a friend's wedding, and I went to the mall three times on Saturday and two times on Sunday. The same mall. I drove back and forth and back and forth, okay. buying things, returning things, buying things, oh, returning things, no. because I was panicked about finding a dress for this wedding. And I, but part of it, I think, was because I just wanted to go to the mall. There's something so comforting about being in a mall. And it's like a much better. In some ways, it's a, it's a much better shopping experience. I feel like I've become such an online shopping person. But then that weekend spent at Old Orchard Mall in the northern Chicago suburbs was one of the best of my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> I went to CPK. What it was the fuck great. is that? The California fuck is Pizza CP- Kitchen. Oh, OK. OK. Oh, my God. We are we are not cut from the same cloth, it seems. <laughs> feel like honestly i want to know how you are how you find your fashion that's actually a question on my notes page because i'm like how do people figure out clothes how do people find what they are sometimes literally sometimes i'm like what is a shirt sometimes i feel like i don't even know like what shirts are i'm like i know about t-shirts i know about crop tops i definitely know about crop tops (laughs) like i know about I know about coats. Like, what are the other shirts? Yeah, that's true. There aren't a lot of shirt types until you get to sweaters. I'm or a like big a sweater. Yeah, I can do. I get sweaters. I know what a button down is, but I feel like these are like. I feel like almost every day I don't know. I feel like every day I wake up and I don't own a shirt, and yet I have drawers full oh, of yeah. things. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I My closet is full to the brim. I have so many clothes, but I always feel like I have nothing to wear. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have an answer. Like, I just buy a lot of stuff and return a lot of stuff. I'm constantly ordering, returning, ordering, returning. Nordstrom is my religion. Like, they have every brand. 
They have every size. <laughs> Our I can LLC or- is registered at the Nordstrom location. It, yeah. That's, I, would, our home I address. order things in multiple sizes online. Yes. I try them all on. I try them at home with my other stuff and make sure it's something that I'm going to be able to wear with like my shoes and styling and whatever. Or I return it. Like, that's the only way I do it. I don't have a good process. <sighs> okay, so sometimes I feel like – I feel like I've tried so many different things. Sometimes I feel – okay, yes. So recently I ordered maybe 25 different pairs of jeans, but the same jean, the same jean from Abercrombie in 25 different sizes because I had to get straight. I had to get curve. I had to get short. I had to get regular and I had to get extra short. Yes. And, um, and actually what I ended up keeping was extra short – curve um even though you're gonna be like you're like i'm i'm petite but the curve cut means it was like more room in the butt and thighs which is how i'm built yeah so that was a success it took 25 pairs of trying on the same jean so that worked but then sometimes i'm like i'm buying too much low quality crap and i need to if i invested in nicer pieces Maybe they'd stick around longer. And sometimes that works. And then sometimes I choose to invest in a piece. And then after having it for a few weeks, I'm like, no, I actually don't like wearing this. And then I've just spent much more money on Mm -hmm. something I don't like. So I can't even fully convince myself to invest in quality more because of the, I guess, the time requirement it takes for me to figure out if I even actually like wearing something. Like, will you hold on to a piece of clothing for weeks and weeks? Or do you know just in trying it on if you're actually going to wear it? I feel like I can't figure out if I'm actually going to wear it. The only thing I know for sure that I'm definitely going to wear, and so I will keep it, I'll rip the tags off immediately, is like a sweatsuit. Everything else is a total, like, what's the word I'm looking for? A total crapshoot. Yeah, um, crapshoot. <laughs> that just reminded me of what? Me of, <laughs> when I said crapshoot and then you repeated crapshoot, it reminded me of the line in Mean Girls where they're like, "Say crack again, crack," <laughs> which just like lives rent free in my head. Crapshoot, yeah. crapshoot. I am hanging on to every single word you're saying. This is just like a one-on-one tutorial. I'm asking these questions because I assume it's helpful to other people, but maybe other people aren't I, this lost. This episode is I, hilarious. I, it's like Caroline asking me how I make friends and. Host parties I and style my <laughs> What's a shirt? <laughs> Name three different kinds of shirt to me because so I can write it down on my radio staff friendship to list. Name a shirt. What is another shirt? <sighs> Can't think of any, right? A uh, peplum top. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love those. Peplum. Is it not a peplum? Peplum. Um, no, my Have best long. my best recommendation to you is I just started using a clothing rental service. I'm not going to say their name because they're not sponsoring us, but it's the one. Fuck them. Fuck them. Have we asked it's them the to one, sponsor? Have we asked them to sponsor I tagged us. them once, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be more direct next time, I think. They should sponsor us. I've been using it for a whole month, and I love it. It's the an- Whisper it. Whisper it. Whisper it to me. Wait, don't even say it. What? Okay, no, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It's owned. <laughs> it's owned by Anthropology. I'll say that. Like people can look it up. Um, but what the fuck? They they that's a second hand. Oh no, rental. Rental. So okay. it is the best thing. I Wait, should we just say it? What are we saying? I don't know. Just I'm being weird. What is it? What is it's it? It's called Newly. N u u l y. Now I'll spell it for you. I'll give all the details. N u u l y. Yeah. Is that not like a a pregnancy? Tool? It does sound like that. What am I? Is that? What am I thinking of? Okay, Dula. it's not. Anyway, <laughs> does doesn't that have like the U's, <laughs> the double U's? Anyway, um, we've got the U's. It's okay. really changing the game for me. So basically, you pay eighty nine dollars a month. You can pause it at any time and like skip a month at any Ugh. time. Um, and you order six items from their catalog, which is like. It has everything. It has free people. It has the brands you would see at Anthropology. It has um, good American jeans, Madewell stuff, like all the brands oh, that titty. people our age are buying, really. Um, they have online on their app. You can choose six of them, add them to your cart, and they get shipped to you for that month for $89 for all of them. You keep them, you wear them for that month, and then you send them back, and then you do it all over again next month with new items. Oh, um, whoa. The other great thing is that if you really, really love one any of the items, you can buy them 
and just keep them instead of sending them back. And you can buy them at a discounted rate because since they've been worn by others who are using the rental service, they're a little bit less costly than they would be at like full retail price. So for example, does your does your $89 go towards that? Or like you're paying the 89 to rent it for a month if you want to buy it. And then you would pay an additional whatever the price is for that item to buy it and keep it. But it's like always discounted from what the full retail price of the item would have been. I see why you didn't want to say their name because this is the most um, engaging endorsement. This is the most engagement engaging endorsement we'll ever do. And let me be very clear. This is a genuine endorsement. This is not sponsorship. Okay, I'm doing it. You should do it. I will give you my discount code. And so you can get I mean, maybe if I just put my discount code in the, discount in the thing, code. everybody gets a discount code. It's like one of those things of like refer a friend and get ten dollars off, you know. Like HelloFresh does I that. I mean, I think we should just include it because it's valuable to the listeners. Like, we're not getting paid either way. Yeah. We can just include it. So it's really, really helpful. I like to share. It's a really good. Well. Yeah. Hot girls don't gatekeep. That's what they say these days on TikTok. So that's what I'm doing. It's great. It's great. And like that way you can wear the item for a month. See if you like it. See if you like it. If you it. only liked it for that month, then return it if you really really liked it and want to keep wearing it forever you can buy it and keep it i've even how annoying is it to send it back how annoying is it to send it back because that's something i pretty much won't do they provide the um structure like it gets shipped in this canvas like boxy bag thing and you just send it right back in that same canvas bag so okay. you don't need to figure out packaging they've already given it to you they already have given you the sticker to put on it you just need to drop it off it's prepaid you just need to drop it off at USPS. You say USPS. I don't have to print something. You don't have don't make to me print, print something, something unless you lose it. I won't. But yeah, okay. it's really, really easy. Um, Sold. It's great. And even I've, I have friends who use it and they'll do, for example, like the wedding that I was struggling to buy things for. That was before I got an account with the service. But some of my friends who went to that wedding bought or like used their rental that month for six dresses. Yo, dog. For $89. And they got to try them on, decide which one they wanted to wear to the wedding, which one they wanted to wear to the rehearsal dinner. And it was all less than it would have been. Wow. To rent, to to get a single to dress. To even elsewhere. rent a single dress from like Rent the Runway. It was less than that. They yeah. got six dresses so they could try them and see what they liked the best and have <gasps> multiple options. Mother. Genius. Mother sucker. Okay. Highly done. recommend. It's like Sold. the biggest hack that I have gained in my life in the last month. Yeah. Okay, cute as fuck. Yeah. There we go. Okay, I did. I'm going to say this. I got a pair of shoes today that I'm very excited about. Tell me everything. And I'm wearing them. I'm wearing them for you. Oh, you you got ballet flats, but like the new 2023 style, which also is like the 1700s style. (laughs) They're cute. Yeah, a little Mary Jane, a little Mary Jane flat. They're really cute. It works if Samantha loves it. Yeah. Um, thank you for acknowledging. Yeah. If you can't, if you're listening to the audio right now, just picture my foot being so fucking cute. You can't even, you can't picture even take it. But picture, picture that, that foot. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we finally pick up energy and now we're ready to start I know, recording. But I know. Actually, we have to stop. I know. Well, tell me, tell me more things. Tell me more things. Okay. Let me consider what I want to tell you. Okay, have you, have you ever loved a man with a goatee? <laughs> checking in on who i've loved and whether their name is cecil and they've had a goatee um no i haven't i've only loved two men both of them have beards you know not the same not the same you know that's not the same not the same that's sexist for you to say that those things are yeah the same. you're right that was really just grouping men together based on their that's features discrimination yeah <laughs> fuck <laughs> Well, a listener wrote in, I was asking for hot takes, and somebody just wrote in goatee, and I was like, what is there to say? It's a crazy way to live. Is That's a crazy way to live. It's always wrong. But, it's always the wrong choice. <laughs> but I realized I actually have loved a man with a goatee. <laughs> we didn't, like, consummate anything, but it was, I did love a goatee, which was <laughs> worn by one of our high school teachers. I am, I know. You did, Do you know? Yeah, you loved him. Like, loved. Yeah, I loved him. Yeah. I loved him. I, um... I really loved him. I I don't know if I told you this. I like I like kind of professed my love to him. I like wrote him a letter before we graduated. I knew about that. I don't know if you told me or someone else told me, but I knew about that. And I respected it because I knew you loved him. <laughs> I could see it. 
<laughs> you could see it. Somebody called me. This is not something I was open about. I wasn't like being cute about this. This was like a private mm-hmm. hit, hit in love. And I would spend a lot of my time. It was like a 45 year old man when we were in high school. First of all, amazing person. Everybody loved yeah. him. He was su- like, and he actually passed away. And he was just the, like, this was a wonderful what person. A tender guy. I feel like I can say objectively. Yeah. I, I do think that my lust was misplaced as a child. Well, possibly. That was just the thing at all girls school. Whenever the three male teachers we had. Okay. One of them oh. was like 75 <laughs> years old. So he's off the table. The other two. Not even. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can make it work. Leave me. Leave me. Yeah. Leave me alone in a room with a chair. I will fucking fall in love with that chair. That was me at 15, basically. Yeah. Do I want to say something silly? You can try. You can definitely try. You can try. <laughs> Let me read through the other fucking pointless things I've written down. Give me with your Kay. best shot. Things, things I was going to ask you about. These are the things that matter that I was going <laughs> to ask you about. I was going to ask. <laughs> Literally, these are the notes I wrote down. Jess, where slash how do you assemble your fashion? <laughs> we, can, we, we covered that. <laughs> Here's another one. Want to shout out any skincare product you really love? <laughs> <laughs> next, next question. Have you ever loved a man with a goatee? Um, this is deep stuff. I don't know how deep you want to get. Um, something I came up with a new bit called, and this is a new segment. I know we haven't done segments for a while, but this is a segment <laughs> called, <laughs> if you want to start segments again now, this is a segment called sex requisites, which are um, prerequisites to having sex or maybe to. I like that segment. Specifically sex requisites. Okay. I'll give you one. Um, if. <laughs> If the pillows and bedding aren't symmetrically laid out, I can't orgasm. Hold on. (laughs) Wait. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No, it's true. If, um, like, if if the blanket is touching one knee more than the other, I can't orgasm. uh, I don't. It's not making sense. No, it does make sense. It don't, 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 don't. But what if they aren't? Okay, but things are naturally moving around during sex. Yeah, but so I you're... will rearrange them. There's a moment. There's a moment during sex where I will have to. Cha- I have to move the. I have to move the pillow, and I have to move the blankets. Do you take a break from the sex while you're doing that? Is the sex still happening, but you're just like in a position where you're able to like reach around and fix these things. You do you do it when you're pretty close to finishing just in case. It's like when I'm ready, it's ready when it's when I'm ready to buckle down and get serious and like focus. <laughs> and Justin, at a certain point I had to start communicating what I was doing to Justin so Justin knows to help me move the pillows. So you're both like and stuff. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, yeah. If it's not symmetrical, um it's it's too distracting Do you to me. have to be in the center of the bed then? No, it doesn't have to be in the center of the bed. But whatever is in my frame, my visual frame, it has, has to, to be, be symmetrical, symmetrical to you. To me. Do, does it also have to be symmetrical to him? Depending on how we are aligned in relation to each other, yeah. then it would be. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? I mean, no, but like... <laughs> it, it makes sense in my brain, but my... A soul has left my body as I <laughs> as I worry for you. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have something like that. Do you have any? You can think about it. I'll think about sex sexquisites, sex requisites, sex 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 requisites, sex requisites, sex requisites. I mean, like, do you have a certain scent that you can only come to a certain scent? I do have a scent that helps me come, but... Normalize me. Normalize Okay, okay, this. okay. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll... D- or, like, a sound. Like, I have to I have to hear a flock of geese <laughs> or, like, or something like so that. So, usually in my apartment, I live across the street from a dog park and a playground and a school. And so... Stop Pretty bragging. much constantly, there are the sounds of little kids playing outside, and that is distracting and also maybe (laughs) maybe if i'm somewhere else i won't be able to come anymore because i'm so used to the giggles of children (laughs) oh no you can only come to the sound of a child no because i I, i've come in other locations but um i'm just trying to help you seem less weird what else can i say um (laughs) no you're you're addicted to the sound of children's laughter you said it you said it we're keeping it in the pod i have this lavender incense that during the pandemic, okay, back up. 
during the pandemic, I was masturbating almost like constantly. It was hard to find. You would be hard pressed to find a part of my schedule when I wasn't either prepping for in the middle of or cleaning up after. (laughs) Was it like a depressed masturbation or like a masturbation of survival? It depends. Or like, or what? It depended. At the beginning of the pandemic, it was a no. At the beginning, it was like a fun. Oh, we're home for two weeks. I'm just going to masturbate all day in between my meetings and calls and stuff. Then it became depressed when it was like, oh, this is going to be longer than two weeks. Then it became. Once you realized you've been masturbating for two weeks straight, <laughs> then it took a Then turn. it just became, it became stress relief because my job got really busy. The more we worked from home, the more hours you can spend working. So I was like nearing burnout and nearing the point where I quit my job for a year um rub out that's what we call it so it was yeah so it was like stress relief for me during a time and then eventually I quit my job and I was um unemployed fun employed for a while and that was like well I have nothing else to do so I'll masturbate so it just for like this two stretch (laughs) two year stretch of time the reason evolved but the actions didn't like that remained the same and I almost always for whatever reason would light this lavender incense before like the first masturbation session of the day <laughs> like to seduce yourself isn't that funny when you set the mood for yourself you set the mood you're for like, yourself. i don't know i don't know if she'll be into this so now like this incense. pretty much anytime i light that incense i like get horny like it's an i've okay. classically <laughs> conditioned myself it's like pavlov's dog yeah, pavlovian yeah. a pavlovian response you fucking dog yeah yeah <laughs> so there's Love there's that. that it's not a requisite i can come without it but like if I'm maybe, if I'm maybe like on bo- the borderline of like, am I horny? Like, am I ready to have sex right now? If I light that, I'll get there. You know, if if my boyfriend okay. and I are mis misaligning on our energies, and he's ready and I'm not ready, I'll light the incense. I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's a great sex requisite. Yeah, I think that qualifies. Thank you. I think my Pavlovian, my my fucking Pavlovian dog sex association is that um, I've shared I have a very uh, there's a lot of ghosts in my life and I have a very hard time sleeping if I'm left alone and the only thing that could overpower the only thing that was stronger than fears of ghosts as a young Caroline was erotic fantasies and so I would just like fantasize in order that was the only thing that would successfully distract myself so now fear of the paranormal fear of the paranormal is very closely tied to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to horniness for me now though wow that so. makes that actually explains a lot about you i think like if you had to Thank give you. one fun fact at a like new company holiday party <laughs> <That's the one. laughs> i think it explains everything they need to know <laughs> all right i think that's fucking it i i, I have one thing okay yeah <laughs> then it's not it Let's go okay <laughs> it's not gonna be worth it Well, you were just reading some of the things you wrote down to talk to me about, and I'd like to say that my main thing to talk to you about, other than the other topics I've brought up that have bombed, are... (laughs) (laughs) This is the remaining question for today. Do you think that thinking you have bed bugs is worse than actually having them? Oh, it's almost the same thing. It's the same, if not worse, right? It's basically the same. I remember I got bed bugs maybe twice when I was living in New York. And I remember before I got it reading, I went on like a dark rabbit hole, the Wikipedia page of bed bugs. And it talks about like, it talks about the PTSD. There's like bed bug PTSD. People think they've got like phantom bed bugs after they've had it and you can't relax and every itch you do. It's like, it's an actual, they, enough that they talked about it on Wikipedia. (laughs) And I was like, that's so stupid. That's stupid. And then once, once I got them, you understand. Yep. Yep. Okay, yeah. yeah. Thank you for proving that science. It was just a thought that totally. I had because someone, I don't remember who it was, but somebody recently thought they had bed bugs and then they people were also ugh, people were also talking about how in France there was a big like bed bug outbreak recently in Paris. Right. Um, right. And I one time thought I had bed bugs with my ex and we like couldn't we couldn't rest for figure like a week. We couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't rest. It was like causing a rift in our relationship it was terrible and we 
figured out eventually that we didn't have them. I think we had someone come and inspect it or whatever. And then it's embarrassing to have someone inspect it and they be then be like, yeah, you're fine. There's nothing there. <laughs> and we've been going crazy for four days. So you were manifesting. I don't yeah. really, I'm not that big into manifesting, yeah. but I you you if you want to believe in a life of bed bugs, you can basically create that you environment create- for yourself. <laughs> you totally. I like there's it's amazing the power of the human mind. <laughs> the power of the human mind. The power of this weak fucking mind. Okay, now that's okay. it. Thank you. All right, that's fucking it. This has been not for everyone. You can find us on Instagram, not for everyone pod. Jay Z to Bakey, you know it's fucking true. The number four is a not for everyone pod. I should have said that earlier. Justin's gonna yell at me. Am I saying the Instagram handle right? Sometimes You're I just say right. stuff. I don't even know if I'm saying. Am I saying You're the right Instagram right. handle? I really cool. like how fast you were going. Keep going. This is a sex okay, prerequisite I'm on, for me. I'm on YouTube. <laughs> I'm on YouTube. Caroline Winkler. Um, if you're scared at night, try masturbating. Or if you entering a, p- a pandemic, I guess do it for months on end, as suggested by Jess. We're depressed, and so are you, and it's fine. We can all hang out together. Cute. We'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, edited and produced by Abby Newhouse. Merch coming soon. Kiss both boobies. I I don't even know. I don't even remember what came after that. I just liked that part.